Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the California Toge Podcast. Joining us tonight, we have Nero with uh, his uh, P71 Lincoln Corvette situation over here. Is hello, Nero. Lincoln Town Car, I have. Lincoln Town, yeah. Hi. Well, it's uh, some news about that, but then uh, we also have Tez with uh, BRZ over there. Yay, slow. And Liam with his uh, mysterious uh, invisible Alto that can glow in the dark. <laughs> no. It's like um, it, what's it? It's like Schrodinger's cat, Schrodinger's Alto. I can't actually <laughs> confirm if it exists or not because no one. <laughs> so uh, we heard some news from Liam, or rather, your shop that you sent your Alto to. What's going on with it exactly? So I call I call them up this week. I'm like, can you just can you just please give me an estimate for the car? Because now the only thing that they're doing is making me a turbo manifold because my, my father-in-law picked up the transmission and brought it to his friend Wolfgang, who runs a Mercedes-Benz transmission rebuild shop. Oh, wow. So he's, mm, he's right. working on that, and I'm just waiting on two more parts to come from Japan um, that I had to order through a person I met actually no I didn't meet I met him way before that but he's the runner of the C chassis Alto Works group um on Facebook <laughs> which is a Oh yeah you mentioned that last time. Yeah it's it's actually been fucking wonderful especially realizing that oh wow I can probably crank the horsepower out of my Alto to 160 horsepower. That would be crazy dude. That's that's like nice. almost three times what it has now. Yeah, actually, um, if I if I can get it to 180, but apparently that's the point where things start to uh, blow up. Yeah, I mean that's with a stock engine too, right? Yeah, no, you don't have to. All I need to do is get some forged pistons because apparently I already I talked to the previous owner and he already put forged um, connecting rods in it, so just need the pistons. Uh, that's fascinating. So the, the shop. Um, this is already at the point where. They lost the parts that I needed for my rebuild, um, which is why I'm waiting right now for more parts to come. So they they lost We're, it. Of course, they reimbursed me. Oh, they reimbursed me for it, but they're gone. So I had to wait even longer for the parts to get here for my dad's friend to fix it or my father-in-law's friend to fix it. So we... I, I now, now while I'm waiting on that, I call them up. I'm just like, can you just give me... A fucking estimate because um well now the only thing that you guys are doing is making the turbo manifold for me which they said was basically done but now i'm not so sure because i talked to someone else who gave me a different story i i don't know if it's done or if it's not done, but he also mentioned like, oh yeah, we need to get up uh, a, an estimate for you because of all the uh, you know the intense fabric, all the all that custom fabrication work we've done for you. Bitch, what? You've you've I I specifically asked you what the dude quoted me is like, oh yeah, you know I can throw together just like I don't know the difference between the two types of manifolds. There's like, oh one where you get all the the piping like length really you know really even and stuff so for peak performance. And it's like no, this is a fucking alto. Just do the just do the shitty one. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, at most it would cost you 160 bucks. So what the fuck? It, have they what do they mean? Tons of custom fabrication work like. You just made me a, a like a slap together exhaust manifold. What what the fuck are you talking about? So I need to berate them tomorrow. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I don't even know if the fucking 
thing is done because the way they mentioned it on the phone, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, when we finally get the manifold finished. So does that mean it's not done at all? Does that mean that it's almost done? Does that mean that I... Okay, Yimmy Sport in in uh, in California. Big shout out to Yimmy Sport. Um, you know, one of the top rated tuning and like rally building places in California. Real, real great job. My car has been sitting there since February 29th. And I think the only thing they've done for me is take out my engine and transmission and lose my parts. You know what, nice. Liam? I think I know what it is. So that's in Valencia, which is by where Magic Mountain is. Remember, yeah. that's like almost... This place is like less than a mile from where the shop that fucked my engine rebuild on the M3 completely. Like, so you're saying it's a local thing? Yeah, so I guess Valencia is just where like cars go to to not have the work done properly. Oh, it's really fucking (laughs) great. Yeah, and they make you wait six months for the most fucking garbage quality work. Uh, Fun thing, though, I did find out that there is a supplier here in... Um, the U.S. that makes polyurethane bushings for my car, which I ordered. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the only the only problem is they're they're only for the front because the bushings oh. for the back are are part of the swing arm. And if you want to replace those, you have to punch them out and then press fit in polyurethane bushings to the rear. You know what's funny about my car is that the rears you can get polyurethane and the fronts you can't. What? What? Why? Like, why is this a thing? Why can't you just get bushings? I, I don't know. It seems like an easy thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. So that's fine. I don't know. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to get my fucking car back. I don't know if it's ever going to be back. Um, I found a guy up here um, who has been working on my Suburban for me and been doing incredibly great work. And apparently he builds race cars in his spare, like, like on a side thing for his shop. And he said he'd work on my Alto. So and that's that's a block from my house. So that'd be nice. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, honestly, I think you should just like pull your auto out. And just... Yeah, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. Um, I mean, we're going to be um, uh, after after Christmas. When, when Christmas hits, we're we're hitting the road because um, since I'm doing Instacart and doing grocery delivery, which by the mm-hmm. way uh, is now picking up insanely high because no one wants to drive in the snow. That's uh, and it was we got our first light snow today. Um, which was heavy enough that we were, you know, we were slipping and sliding even when the snow plows came through. So no one wants to go out and no one wants to do Instacart. And so actually, because I took today off, I get I get one of those messages from them like, hey, uh, there's, there's a bunch of batches in your area that that, that, that no one's picking up. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd like to do that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Nervous driving us, though, since you here grew up here in California. I mean, it's fine. The only thing that sucks is that, I mean, I, I have like snow rated tires on my Suburban, so it's okay. But the only problem that sucks right now is that my, um, that's what I'm getting fixed up. Um, the transfer case for my four wheel drive is just, um, it's like flip a coin to see if it'll work. Um, <laughs> it doesn't actually like to engage. It's, it's that stupid electronic, um, like engagement. It's not like a lever on the floor. It's you push a button and then pray to God that it'll go in. I mean, I guess it works fine if the transfer might, he, he took it out and he checked it out for me and it's like, Oh, they have to use like a, a fucking crowbar to like switch between two wheel drive and four wheel drive, um, which is not normal. So he's, of course. he's grabbing me one. But All right. I mean, like I, I want to get back to like the Alto. I wanted to ask, like you, you may, or not clearly ask, but like kind of say like, you should probably consider just like making it clear to them that, you know, 
not only do you want your car back, but you can't actually, you know, sue them for the lost time and whatnot. You're not going to get shit from suing anyone for like that kind yeah, of crap. But yeah, 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 but you, you could yeah. potentially threaten that in this instance, and that that care. might get. Dude, the Bureau, of automotive repair, the Bureau of Automotive Repair ruled in my favor and shit. And it's like, it's like, that's the only reason I was able to get any money. Like they haven't yeah. fucked up my car. They just haven't done anything to it. And they haven't charged well, me any money. That you either. know of. I mean, they bet. I mean, they lost my parts that they paid me back for, but I'm like, I'm, yeah, they lost you, lost your parts, but what else could they have fucked up? You know? I don't know. Maybe just be ready for if you do pull it out and get it over to where you, you know, you currently live in. Just be ready for problems. Maybe I don't know. Listen, man, if they fuck up my car, all I'm saying is that I'm going to drive down there, going to pull up right out in front of their shop in the middle of the night, and I'm just going to whip that. Oh, oh, he died. Oh, sorry, I cut out there. Sorry, I cut out there. Right. I'm just saying the people running the shop, maybe they should, you know, watch their back because you never know who might pull up behind you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) My connection is really shit tonight. Wow. That's that's crazy. Hey, you know what? You know, Jim Grubbs Motorsports, also in Valencia. I would definitely recommend if you are planning on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good suggestion, man. All right. uh, Anyway. So moving on from the auto, uh, Let's do the jet beetle. <laughs> the jet, you want to talk about the jet, jet beetle? beetle. Jet beetle. Jet, jet beetle. beetle. Okay. So recently, over was it like the last two weeks or so, someone <laughs> I believe exists. in Francisco, the Bay Area, who's like an engineer of some kind. I don't think he's a rocket engineer, but engineer <laughs> nonetheless. They installed a jet engine to the back of their VW Beetle. Mind you, he did this a long time ago. Um, the, yeah. this, this webpage, I don't think it's been updated since like 2006, but it's for sale now on Craigslist. That's the point. I don't get the street legal because well, that's, that's the fun thing. Actually, I have the, I have his webpage open in front of me. I can tell you that apparently they have really, really, really tried to get his car banned off the road. I mean, it is California after all. So, but here's the thing. He brings it to the small shop and it, it passes because the front the front motor and the front drivetrain is completely unmodified. Yeah, I mean the only thing, uh, if anyone had actually seen the picture of this Beetle, the, the jet engine is just coming out of the back end, and that's it. Yeah, no, like, I've seen that. In the rest of it, I believe uh, the major setup that he has within the car is that he also like uh, I think he puts fuel between the engine and the jet engine somehow, or he can divert fuel that way or something along it, it those lines. Use, it doesn't use gasoline; it uses a separate tank. Um, so what this is, is that it's literally just a regular Beetle with a jet engine on the back. Yeah, it, yeah. it's basically a car with two engines in it. If you ever seen the, you no know, been to a drag strip, the, the yeah. you know, two engine cars, but it's basically. Oh, here, I found, I found the bit. This is the last update I found. On the I've, I've seen them do that. With, I've um, seen them do that with Civics, by the way, Derek, or like they'll yeah. just really slap two K-series motors. <laughs> you have to give the California Department of Motor Vehicles credit for creativity on this one. A DMV insider has disclosed to me that the DMV has made a formal request to the federal agency to rule if my beetle constitutes a threat to national security based on what could happen if it got into the wrong hands. This raises three questions in my mind. One, does that mean I'm the right hands? Two, if someone with the name B. Laden 13 is the highest eBay bidder for my Beetle, can I refuse his offer even if he has a prestigious eBay Red Shooting Star feedback rating? 
And three, would this affect my eBay rating? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's oh, that's fucking great. How much is it currently going for? I, I, last I heard, I thought it was going for at least like a million, wasn't it? Or what? I think it was 550, yeah. Uh, 550. The project he was apparently last posted about is taking a Honda Metropolitan and throwing on two JFS 100 jet engines to the side of it. What is that's it just, just jet engines? G- that's just an oppressor from GTA. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's the Beetle oppressor. I mean, the but motorcycle um, engines, James. Oh, of course, yeah. Let me find the one where he talks about how <laughs> basically car magazines would just like blow them off. It's it's fucking hilarious. I'm just imagining how many cartons of soy milk are next to James' desk right now after playing <laughs> Cyberpunk. Huh? I was doing the tune. Anyway, uh, since um, there's a, a sudden bit of quiet. Yeah, Liam. Uh, I found it. built to look as if VW delivered the car this way. It handles fine and is safe. I was thinking of putting it into an import car show, but the promoter told me that it looked too plain and recommended that I put some decals on it, lower it, and put on some aftermarket wheels. Sure, kid, put on some flimsy wheels that won't take a curb and don't center on the hubs. Lower the car so the tires rub and get cut by the body using springs that bounce me all over the road and advertise for companies that couldn't engineer themselves out of a paper bag. I think he's a little salty. Yeah, yeah. Just, just make it look le- dude, it looks too ordinary with that gigantic jet engine sticking out the back. I would have yeah, thought the 14-inch diameter place, tailpipe was enough for him, but I guess it wasn't. Response from the Hot Rod <laughs> magazines has been slow. One editor told me that it is because I didn't use anything they advertise, but the response to driving it on the street and going to Hot Rod shows has been fantastic. This car attracts crowds better than any 32 Ford 69 Camaro or decaled Honda. But that oh, was yeah. the Alto. I'm I'm sure if the Alto ever actually existed and wasn't just um, a deviant art uh, fan fiction, I'm sure it would draw crowds. <laughs> so um, I have a few uh, you know announcements, sort of kind of just things stuck out. My car. So I've been like you know swapping on my limo rear axle with the uh, the select lock differential. That's like you know it's a clutch type LSD when it's off. It's locking when it's on. I've also swapped the shitty coilovers I bought like an idiot to uh, ADTRs. And, you know, I put some new brake pads on. I've got a new deep transmission pan. But the problem is I can't finish swapping the axle because the lift got stuck because the motor failed. So the car's been stuck on the lift for a week. So that sucks. So in the meantime, um, it it looks like a car on a lift, except it doesn't move. Is Is that sufficient for you? No, I find it funny because you got the lift what like three, four months ago at least, or yeah, it's failed like three like, within times. the year. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. What the was it? Was it was it Chang Jang? Chang Jang <laughs> car lift? It doesn't say on there. Chang Jang happy car make up. Well, you know, the funny <laughs> thing is too, right? Is that my dad bought a lift that's like supposedly rated for fifteen thousand pounds, and the arms are so thick they won't even go under a stock ride height Crown Victoria without jacking it up. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, so and it's funny because he has like these. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna lift. We're gonna lift the Porsche and the Corvette on it." It's like, no, no, you're not. The only reason I can even get the Crown Vicks on there is because they're full frame, so you can jack them up from anywhere. There is no way you're getting a unibody car onto those things. Like, absolutely yeah, no way. Is there a possibility to like replace the arms to make it, you know, 
I don't know. So I mean, like, what, it's on my what the problem. fuck is he like lifting? He's like fucking cars. lifting like semi trucks. I believe or something? they do make like little feet that go at the end of a lot of lifts. They do make ones that like imagine that they go out just a little bit further, but then they go down about floor level. Um, yeah, I can't really describe it, but I, I do know that is a thing I've seen. Maybe hmm. yeah, that that could be a thing, but you know, point is the, the lift is ridiculous. So in the meantime, I've been I I, I can't really take it cross state lines which is like usually i just go but california but i've been driving the supercharged corvette that my dad got for us to supposedly use as a track car but it's funny because if i ask him if i can drive it he says no which doesn't make sense if it's ours um but you know he he doesn't know about that so it's all good um tell us about the the corvette i actually didn't know it was supercharged yeah it's a uh it's a z06 it's supercharged c5 um he put some. He changed the tires. It's, it to they're two ninety fives all around. Um, basically, all the work was done by the previous owner, though. Uh, it's, it's fucking fast as shit in a straight line, but it, it has like this really weird kind of shimmy in the rear. That transverse leaf spring thing is not. Uh, I don't think they're as stable as just a typical coilover suspension. But overall, Corvettes are actually really interesting cars. If you look into it, the transmission is actually in the back. Hmm. The engine's in the front that. and the transmission's in the back. And the way they do it is they have a torque tube between the engine and the transmission. Wait, so like like the old Alpha Romeos or something? Um, I'm not specifically sure which ones you're talking about, but most likely, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it feels really stable if you're lightly on the throttle. Um, but if you're like trail braking through a corner, like the rear end like wiggles back and forth in this really weird way. Or if you're transitioning between left and rights, it wiggles. And or if you're transitioning between throttle and brake, it, it wiggles. And it's just kind of awkward. And yeah, yeah that, I, it'll, it'll do a burnout in fourth gear going sixty. Oh, that's pretty nice. But not it's not kind of awkward on the, 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 the on the tailgate itself with that the uh, kind of wiggle you're describing there. But have yeah, you actually put the, posted the transaxle? Yeah. Uh, have you actually put the the Corvette on the dyno yet, or like how? With a supercharger, how much power does it put out? I think the previous owner dynoed it. It was something ridiculous like 550 wheel horsepower. I don't know if that's the exact number, but it's it's a very powerful car. Um, it, it's got a six-speed manual, and it's a, their shifter is really nice, so that's good. Uh, yeah, like if you look at that, transaxle, yeah, it is a lot like that one, except there's a transverse leaf spring, which is like, the Corvette is the only car that has that setup, and it's really kind of weird. Maybe there's a reason no one else has used it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and I can see that that one you posted actually has a Watts linkage, like the Crown Vic does. <laughs> well, are you planning? Uh, well, are you or or your dad planning to modify it in any way to, I guess, make it handle better or anything like that? Well, I think it needs having actually driven it because he wouldn't let me before, even though, again, he says it's supposed to be our track car. And like, look, if you. How are you going to say it's our track car if I'm not allowed to drive it? Like, how am I going to drive it? Then you might crash it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, why would would I even want to have. Why would I even want to drive a track car where I'm terrified of crashing it at all times? Why can't it just be like a Corolla or something? Yeah, the worst part is you haven't even. Well, your dad hasn't even taken it to a track yet, has he? No. He he actually went to um, I forget what it was called. It was a racing school, uh, up in like Monterey or something. 
over this mm-hmm. past week. And apparently they were they were driving like, you know, S197 Mustangs, so like the 05 ones. Yeah. And uh, apparently they're all on 500 Treadwear all seasons that have a 45,000 mile <laughs> warranty. But they got stop tech brakes, though, so they're good XD, you know. <laughs> like they're how you have a racing school on 45,000 mile warranty tires and apparently one of the guys and and all these guys are from the Ferrari club my dad doesn't have a Ferrari but his friend runs the club so they all go out and fucking do dumb shit together you know this so one of the guys when they had their like fucking meet where they went up to Yosemite or something my dad was in his Porsche so he managed to cause $26,000 of damage to the Porsche um, one of the guys totaled the Ferrari by going off the road right in front of a cop. So that was pretty epic. Um, and then one of the other guys from the group, uh, apparently at the racing school, totaled one of the Mustangs by losing control of it and slamming into a barrier and it caught fire. That's just a feature of the Mustang. I mean, that's so, just kind of, they yeah. could say Ferraris are really hot. Yeah. <laughs> yep, bro, I'll go to Ferrari, bro. And it was funny because one of the other guys at the racing school, like one of the instructors was just shit talking Ferraris the whole time. And it got a lot of the guys mad, apparently. Um, I mean, listen, here, I bought this car, okay? I bought it and I know I technically don't own it and that Ferrari can demand it back at any time. But listen here, it's mine by rights, damn it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, your dad, you just said your dad like caused like tw- around twenty thousand dollars in damages to his Porsche. That nine eleven. Twenty six grand, yeah. Twenty six grand, yeah. Uh, yeah, twenty six grand. I'm assuming with these like supercars or hypercars or whatever, got to take it to the dealership and have the dealership do it to retain its value or something, right? No, well, the Porsche is like, I don't know about Ferrari and shit, but like. The thing about the Porsche is he was driving behind someone like really closely, and apparently they were all driving through gravel, which is dumb as shit. It destroyed yeah. his windshield. It destroyed both front headlights. It destroyed the hood. It destroyed the front bumper. Um, it destroyed all like the like the front radiator and intercooler and all that shit. So like, wow. Yeah, I thought you were originally gonna say like Derek. I thought you were gonna say like, well, yeah, with these like supercars, it was like twenty six thousand dollars worth of damage. Was that like he like you know scuffed a wheel or something or? Yeah, dude, he didn't. Even, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even hit hit anything like. Every car I've ever owned oh, combined. No, my dad didn't. Yeah, no. He just literally got hit by gravel. Yeah. And, he just and literally went great. off-road for like 10 minutes and cost $26,000 worth of damage to his Porsche. Uh, it wasn't even off-road. The road was just covered in gravel. <laughs> uh, here's a, here's a uh, quick question. Look, anyone, every anyone car I've ever owned... Mind. Every car I've ever owned combined costed less than twenty six grand. Yeah, same so, here. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question. Anyone here watch the Grand Tour? Um, nah. I haven't watched it yet either. But I don't watch then, it religiously, but I've seen season one. The uh, the new episode that's supposedly coming out, apparently they convert a Caterham, like R500, into an off-road, like Baja style. <laughs> I, oh, really? I kind of want it. It's pretty cool. Me. I used to watch Top Gear, but I haven't really watched a Grand Tour that much or at all, really. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because I don't have Amazon Prime, so I can't watch it. Yo, dude, who the fuck pays for streaming? <laughs> That's true as well. Well, you know how much of a boomer my dad is? Mm-hmm. He wants to take. He wants to buy a fourteen hundred dollar pop-up headlight delete kit for the C five. 
Wait, uh, describe the top of head. A $1,400 pop-up headlight delete kit. He wants to spend $1,400 to make it no longer have pop-ups. Wow, that's actually pretty amazing, because... I mean, I don't, I don't particularly have a hard-on for pop-ups, but uh, I know a lot of people do, and it's kind of a feature for those cars, even though no one makes them anymore. It was the last car you... sold in America that had them. I couldn't really? find the cater him, but if you guys look in the chat, there's a post of the Ford Focus RS that they put onto off-road tracks. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, yeah like, I won't call them tank treads, but they're definitely treads. <laughs> You throw those onto cars. Actually, we'll see people with off-road. My diffs, ouch. (laughs) That's pretty epic, to be honest. My my open cassette-style engine, I can't take that. Speaking of cassettes and stealing shit, um, Travis is not here today because he's too busy uh, probably... I don't know. He's either flying playing some shitty game on Steam or crashing his car in the mountains. Or all of the above. Yeah. Well, moving on then. Um, we have Tez here who recently to, went to a uh, was it an autocross thing. Uh, tell us about this, uh, because this was actually your first experience compared to your, like the toge and stuff. Uh, well, I want to say that it was, well, firstly, it was just a lot of fun. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a great kind of experience cause you don't really have much fear of hitting anything. And if you, if you like value the, the, you know, having a car at any point, it, it's nice that you can actually learn to push your vehicle more, you know, here than, um, you know, on, on the toge or anything like that. Um, I, I want to say that like my experience was, I feel like I learned more uh, than I've ever learned in the on, like on the toge in like a, a, a such a shorter period of time, and it, it's it's just nice and like relieving um, in, in the sense that like you can you can really actually like push yourself and 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 like you know actually learn, which is fun. You know, I I, yeah. I, I had a blast, and and you know I want to say that the environment's like really nice too. Like people are really friendly. Um, everyone's just there to have fun too. So it's it's not like there, there's like any pompous attitudes to deal with or anything. It's just everyone's there to drive, you know? Yeah. I mean, I understand. Uh, I completely understand that because uh, when we drive through the toge, of course, none of us wants to crash and none of us uh, wants to completely push it uh, as 100%. I think in the group rule, we kind of say don't go past like 80% of your potential on a toge to make sure, you know, don't crash and everything like that. And no uh, cone fagging or autocrass cross or whatever um definitely allows you to make mistakes because you won't be you know falling off a cliff when you do oh yeah and, and actually funnily enough like while, while i didn't have any like spin out moments um like colin who had come along at, that wolf spade um he, he he was uh pushing the heck out of his miata and he, he did like he spun it like four or five times the the entire event and like he was obviously having fun and he didn't care that he spun out. He's just, you know, mm-hmm. he's learning, but Oh my gosh, he got like, he hit a million cones and, um, <laughs> had really bad times for a bit. Uh, but finally on his like last lap, um, he, he finally put in like a time that was really good. It, t- it took a while though. I was putting in decent times, but I, I mean, after reviewing a Fandy, I could definitely do better. 
Um, I'm, I'm definitely still kind of a newbie at it. Uh, but he, he was able to put in some, a, a better time than me. Uh, you know, that, that little turbo Miata just, just goes, so, you know, he's, he's having a lot of fun too, but dear Lord, he just spun out like a bajillion times. It was fun to watch. That's a kind of interesting. Cause me personally, uh, I actually have a hard time getting my rear wheels loose in my Miata, but well, uh, it's Miata. yeah, but the thing is, uh, speaking about the, the, the autocross and stuff like that. So I'm assuming also helping you learn further in this and as improving your driving is also the ability basically to take a full racing line instead of like on a toge. Cause we always uh, try to be careful to, you know, stay on one side of the road. Yeah. Uh, even at night, sometimes we're fearful of just someone just coming on the other side. Cause again, these are all public roads. Exactly. And a lot of times we can never, even if we see like headlights around the corner or something at night, we might not have enough time to actually react to that. So we exactly. always try to be safe on the toga and stuff like that and shit like that. Now, autocross, I mean, uh, did you pay for anything for this or was it cheap or it, it's, it's, of- it's pretty reasonably priced. Um, uh, I think I spent something like $75, um, Sixty dollars covered the, I believe the the the, the four uh, main time lapse and then X runs, which are basically just extra uh uh you know runs you can do on that course. Uh, so I got in about eight eight full runs in the day. Um, so it was about yeah like about seventy five dollars I believe, and uh, that's sixty for the driving and then fifteen for the uh weekend membership. Um, you don't have to get the weekend membership. You could just buy the full year stuff if you wanted to save a bit of money. Um, I ended up getting that after because it seemed like a good idea since I wanted to actually get into all this. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's not terribly expensive. I mean, if you have to like put in some comp- like a comparison here, like going to like a, an actual dedicated track, like at their official track days, you know, like Chukwala or like Button Willow, you name it. Like you could be dropping two hundred dollars for for the day, and might only get probably about the same amount of laps, sometimes probably less depending on like what class you're in and you know, what, what the general competition is. You, you just don't know, you know, and, and I feel like it's a really good value for, for what it is. It's, it's definitely, a, a you know, I think worth the time and the, and the money. I think what was cool though, um, was the working on the course. Like, I think other people would bitch about this and be like, uh, why am I paying if I have to help out, you know? But I don't know. I thought it was cool because you get to be on the course. You get to see the cars kind of go by and you kind of get to, you know, learn the course a bit better if you get to work on it prior to driving it. Uh, that, that definitely helped um, a little bit. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely a lot of fun to just get involved with it and, like, you know, be so, uh, like, important in the process since everyone's helping out and then everyone gets to have fun, you know? Yeah. So, I, I want to say... Oh, sorry. Good. No, I, I was uh, agreeing with you because um, I think we, for the upcoming, uh, all of us here, or most of us here, will be camping with each other. We would do this every year or so. And on, and I think it would be a good idea to actually bring cones for ourselves, just a cone fact for ourselves. Yeah, I get, give everybody a chance to try it out and, you know, well, hopefully hold on a it's people to come along. For, for like the past like three desert campout meets, I've brought like a hundred cones. And even when I set them up, no one did it. Really? Well, 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 I'll be doing it. <laughs> the, um, the times that you've come, yeah, I time. just yeah, I did. Uh, last time we had cones out, the that last was time we had cones, Only me and Travis did it. Wasn't that Winterhoon? And then like, 
No, it was the June Hoon after uh, that Winter Hoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget about that June Hoon. The, the, the first June Hoon I went to, we actually did it. Then at the Winter Hoon, it started raining after we set them up. Uh, so that kind of made sense because we had to get off the lake bed. Um, yeah. And then the third one I set up, it, it was the June Hoon after, and I had set the, we, me and Travis had set the cones up, and we were the only pe- people who actually did it. So I'm not too thrilled about the idea of doing it again, but like if people actually be down. Well, I'll, I'll help out and set up too. Yeah, I'd be put totally. Up like a, put up like a one, like everyone puts in $1 as the cash prize. <laughs> everyone has to get involved. Well, well, no, it'd just be funny. Cause then then like, oh, look, there's actually, oh, there's a cash prize of $10. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be kind of fun too. Just like uh, put in a pot, like a buck or something and just cone fag whoever has a f- fastest time no when's the pie which is probably and then, and then it can be just like that that call of duty championship and then we can all dox each other and send SWAT teams <laughs> to each other's houses. oh yeah oh yeah that's definitely going to be a blast yeah. no speaking as a poker player um ah, as soon as you put um, money into please. something like even like no cone fagging like this uh it could actually interestingly raise the stakes because like even like a dollar or like 10 bucks at stake changes people's mindsets pretty quickly especially since we're all mostly poor yeah so i think that would be kind of interesting we do that but mostly i was thinking i would be interested in doing uh like doing cones this winter hoon because we didn't do that during june hoon last time like honestly for june hoon uh we didn't really that much besides uh han and um them uh, doing no drags on the with her no volvo yeah and that's fun and all if you have horsepower but it isn't for me um yeah (laughs) and any other uh low horsepower brainlets um it's it could be better i I, I actually though um wanted to say earlier um is where you mentioned like how we're used to you know, going to the toge and then like not taking like the best lines because like um, we're we're trying obviously not to get ourselves yeeted into a cliff or hit some dingus yeah. in the road. And and actually, I found that um, that mentality uh, worked pretty well when I, I I was up at any road and 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 uh, you know me like me and Nero when we have driven like we've had a, a good time and had some really good paces. You know, but we're not always taking like the best line because like obviously some wacky corner comes up. It's pretty blind. It's like, eh, I don't know if I want to just go right through that, you know? And, and I, I find that mentality is actually really hard to get out of. That was probably my biggest roadblock in autocross was like, I was taking it too easy at first. And it took a bit of time for me to start like kind of trying to push it until I, I actually was like comfortable completely. But like, I think that's like the biggest hurdle going from like, what we do, which is like, you know, the consistent, you know, toge and the occasional times we went to Apple Valley, like we, I still never really feel like I pushed it in those environments because there's that level of fear, like, ah, shit, I could hit something, you know, where mm-hmm. at the most you could hit a pole at autocross, but they set up the course so that you're unlikely to just go wham into some random pole in the parking lot that you, that you drive in, you know? Yeah, it, it's extremely basically unlikely. there's plenty of runoff and stuff like that, so you can just exactly kind of fuck around. I, wish is, I just wish there were more really nice one-way roads. Mm. I yeah, feel that. Like Little Tuna is like the only big... fucking one I can think of in California. I'm trying to find some up here, but um, because 
Midwest, they're like, yeah, we need to make all the roads so huge, you never need to have a one-way street. So I I can't, I can't for the life yeah. of me fucking find... I mean, I found some cool roads, but uh, <laughs> not like I can test them out. <laughs> yeah, not like you have a car. Dab. Let me hey, grab my fucking Suburban. suburban. Going 25. Yeah, Toge the Suburban, bro. Yeah, it definitely hasn't tried to kill me. It's a, it's a Chevy. Chevy's never made a car with good suspension. That's kind of a fact there, yeah. I think I think I've mentioned it to you, Jack, that there's been a time where the automatic transmission has shifted while I'm in a turn and has tried and to make the car spinning out. Yeah, I get that. There, you ever seen the video of me on 33 where my car just randomly decides to change gears and I start oversteering going 90? No, I have not. It's pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would like... I would like my car back, please. All these auto cucks having their car shift gears for them. Oh, oh, it's even more fun um, because I, my mother-in-law <laughs> actually got me for my birthday last year um, a like a, a track day to my local, like the nearest racetrack near me. Oh yeah, uh, but you don't have wait to car. use it. Mm. One day. I'll be able to race my car. Yeah. Just run it. Do you, uh, do you just want to send SoCal fun. to go rough up the shop, Liam? Maybe. No, uh, I like to take care of things myself. You don't have the fucking balls to do it, Tess. I. You know what? If you go, I go. We can. We I'm can sure both get really fired together. I'm sure there'll be really fucking intimidations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is year Z, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Too, yeah, too fast for me, clearly. So I, I, I go, I go uh, start beating him up with my five foot two stature. And then uh, they say, This is unacceptable. I'm going to need to speak to a manager. And I'm like, James, you're the manager. Yes. Oh, no. Hey, you work for. Right? No. <laughs> Wait, what do you. Tess, what the fuck do you do? Uh, your mom, preferably. Okay, anyways, can you warranty my Corsair gaming mouse for me? Oh yeah, do I look like Corsair? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Here, let me let me check. Let me let me let me call the base department real quick. We unironically, uh if in theory we did work there, get that shit a lot. Yeah, well, so I need you to warranty my Corsair gaming mouse since you work at My Corsair gaming mouse broke too. <laughs> Is it the left click? Yep. Was yeah. it an MX five? Oh, yep, there it is. Holy shit. We both have the same broken mouse. Guess how many fucking years this mouse has had that problem? How many? Uh, Since they started making it like three years ago, they have not fixed the issue. Well, there's an M65 Pro or something, but I think it's funny that we both have the same busted mouse. I'm using the M65 Pro. A 15-year-old MX518 Logitech mouse. Wait, what's the one? Is that the 1.8 liter MX5? But anyway, let's get back to I just had to I just had to shit post about my mouse because I'm so angry that like I thought I was going crazy because I only click on something. Oh, it didn't click. Must have just been me. Dude, I can't believe that we both have the same broken mouse on the toge. (laughs) Anyway, uh, getting back to cars, there's actually uh, something I do want to talk about. Uh, uh, recently, Hyundai actually bought uh, the Boston Dynamics. Uh, if you don't know who Boston Dynamics is, they made uh, basically robots. Have you ever seen that scary like dog robot thing where they kick is it over scary? a big giant? 
It, it makes that doggo. weird like noise. And, yeah, I know. And people, yeah. Uh, Hyundai recently bought that company. I think actually this is kind of interesting because Hyundai being a Korean car company and if you guys don't know this, Honda also has a robotics division, which is, of course, a Japanese company. Well, actually, so I, I like Subaru, Honda, Hyundai, I think even Kia, Toyota. They I mean, they're that we were used to their car company, their car divisions, but they are giant mega conglomerates with a finger in literally everything. Even if it's not necessarily under their own name, they will have another company or another industry that is owned by their their like their umbrella corporation, basically. And they will have a finger in ship manufacturing, cargo. I mean, you'll you'll see um, Hyundai cargo containers, you know, and that is owned by Hyundai. They have a cargo container manufacturing uh, business and that all these big Japanese corporations, they've diversified way more than a lot of American companies have. Yes, that is true. Like uh, these uh, Asian companies, uh, Korean or Japanese, tend to branch out uh, into several other ventures besides just uh, motor works and stuff like that. No, I know Mitsubishi made a $300 like toaster oven, which is nice instead of making an Evo 11 or anything like that useful. But wait, they have a cheaper car than the Mirage now? <laughs> I mean, but, wait, um... don't, don't discount the Evo. I mean, Renault is apparently working on something. I refuse to believe that it's not completely gone. Come on, come on, have some hope. What do you mean don't discount the Evo? It's discontinued for five years. Yeah, it, it's kind of gone. I don't think Mitsubishi yeah. or anyone else is going to pick up the Evo anytime soon. Renault. I, I have better hopes of something, even something more miraculous coming back than the Evo. Oh, a French Mitsubishi, you know, that's going to be really good. I mean, they did make the fastest front-wheel drive car. That's like being the fastest one-legged man. It beats out so or many having things, the fastest Z. Tez beats out so many things. <laughs> You're next. Oh. Back to the topic, and I think this is uh, interesting because of robotics and also because of uh, the way of the future autonomous cars and stuff like this. Uh, I'm just wondering if uh, buying out Boss Dynamics, making robot dogs and stuff like that, is anything related to autonomous cars or autonomy oh, whatsoever? Um, yeah, Boston, Boston sure. Dynamics, their main thing isn't necessarily the little robot dogs you see going around. What you're, yeah. behind it. They're, I also see their parkour robots as well. No, I mean, their, their main market is the electronics behind those robots that lets them perform those actions. So if you want some very high-end AI that's able to do some really crazy shit, well, you go to Boston Dynamics because you want motor controllers, you want the sensors, you want the ability for it to perceive its environment. Also, yeah. what if, I was so let's just, we, say, me. let's just say you have a, a parking space. It's really tiny. Some some robotic legs will come out from under the car and like lift it up. And you can also use this to change tires and stuff. Or like, you know, the brakes. But it'll lift it up and then they'll just walk to the side into the parking spot. See, what I uh, want to have my cars, I want to actually replace the wheels with like eight legs and just turn them into like 80 mile per hour spider cars. I want to drive car. a robot dog. Fact. <laughs> Millipede car. I mean, they tried this. I think it was Ford or GM made one of these a while ago. Let me me find it. What are you saying, James? I'm just saying, I just like, you know, would be funny to just like hop into your car and it just, you know, you start walking a giant robot dog, basically. (laughs) That'd be weird. 
It would be weird. It's true all-terrain vehicle right there. I mean, it truly would be all-terrain. I mean, that that could lead anywhere. The General Electric walking truck. Oh. General Electric walking truck. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Now Now we all have to take a moment to actually look at this thing, the the walking truck. And here it is. It looks like it has... uh, It definitely did not skip leg day, that's for sure. Yeah, this is when our, our dear viewer base of 50,000 uh, viewers and listeners is also searching the same thing. The thing is, uh, with something like that walking truck, I don't think four legs like that would work. It did. I think it had, here's here's it, the problem with it, though. This was made pre-electronic like ability to steer it, so the operator had to use his arms and legs to like control the arms and legs of the vehicle, and apparently it was so mentally taxing, people couldn't do it after like 15, like 10 to 15 minutes, they had to stop. Oh, wow. It's kind of interesting. Over shit, and it, like, there's a video of it somewhere kicking over a truck. Yeah, but the thing is, how fast can it go? Because I no, imagine... I, I mean, that's the thing, is that that not necessarily the speed that I'm thinking of. It's like if we adapted that technology, it's like if we used modern day controllers for it, you know, what could you pull off? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, yeah, we could actually do pull off a lot with like legs on cars. I don't think four and like a, you know, typical mammalian setup would work. That's why I'm thinking like a spider car, like eight legs. I want to be stable. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, like eight legs could potentially give a, a little bit more speed, a little bit more stability, and make it truly all terrain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got something for you. Maybe your car has what? like an arm on it, and you, your car, your car's arm can just reach out and grab other cars. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. Uh, have like a, a like little arms on your cars where you can uh, maneuver it to like. Other car, like uh, imagine that, like on a police vehicle, like having arms in your cars to actually, try to capture. Actually, what they what have that, that? they actually have something like that. Uh, let, me see, let me see if I can find that. Okay, well, I think that, that should be a little bit more common than if that is actually a thing now to have like little arms to. I wouldn't say like grab on stuff, but I don't know, do something. There you um, go, Derek, the Mondo Spider. Like, uh, have any of you guys seen that anime, uh, Outlaw Star, where they had the, the spaceships that had arms on them? And they would, like, yes. for space battles, instead of, like, flying around here shooting lasers and stuff, they would, like, you know, arm wrestle and shit. I thought Dude, that, that was really awesome. Yeah, Outlaw, Outlaw <laughs> Star was really cool. It was, it was a really good anime. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's called, it's called the Grappler. Basically, it's an, uh, an arm that's folded up, and you can just drop it down from the front of a police car and it's in fr- it just goes in front of the car and you drive up behind someone's wheel and it like tap a wheel and oh, yeah. the Nanette. one with the Nanette thing yeah yeah, yeah. I heard of, I thought, that's pretty cool like uh, uh, uh you know just shoving a net in the rear axle to capture that's also something uh we should probably do more often honestly but I, I know they started implementing them yeah, I know they've been implementing, I think, in Arizona at the moment, but I don't know where else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, another thing, uh, so my dad has wanted to do, like, there, there's this project that he likes to call a crown hick for whatever reason, but it's basically 
you get like an old Ford truck, which most of them are roughly the same wheelbase as a Crown Victoria, and you just put it onto a Crown Victoria frame. And like some of the advantages of that are you get uh, better suspension all around. You can actually find parts, and you can you can use the engine and transmission. Basically, since Crown Victorias are full frame and they are decent handling cars, you can just put some old full frame bodies from other stuff on it, and then uh, mm-hmm. have like sort of like a resto mod. But the thing is, he's he's wanted to do that for a while, and w- one of the things I found out is um, a, a lot of the times on these things, they just cut the first foot or so of the frame off because the front of the frame protrudes too far out from the front bumpers of most of these trucks. So if they're going to cut that part of the frame off, that's the only part of the frame that's even bent on on my wrecked Convict. So basically, basically, um, I was talking to him about it, and there's like a 90% chance at this point that we're just going to haul the, the wrecked Vic out here. We're going to dispose of the body and we're going to turn the, the frame and the engine and transmission and diff and all that into a F100 resto mod. So the car nice. will sort of live on. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much going to uh, happen. How do, you, how do you guys like the uh, hydraulic arm rot crawler? Yeah, I see that there. That's that pretty, is uh, sick. That's pretty cool. Now, uh, me, uh, the Crown Vic with his, uh, you know, being built as body on frame uh, vehicle, that actually opens a lot of potential. So you do actually have a full on frame. You might have to, you know, cut off the front end or whatever, which, like you just said, protrudes a little bit too far out, might not even need it. You can yeah. turn that uh, frame or car into a lot of different things because that's actually uh, what um, what a lot of Hollywood productions do. They actually just have a, lar- a frame with engine, transmission, all of that, and all uh, good to go, and they just put a body on top of it to f- fit the need, whatever they need for the movie or the scene or whatever thing like that. <clears throat> you could kind of do a similar thing if you yeah. want. Just kind of swap bodies on it and just drive a different thing every so often. You well, actually do have what it's gonna be because there's the F100's body swap is actually a pretty well documented thing at this point. A lot of people have done it, so it's like it's probably. I mean, that's pretty much what's gonna happen to the car, as far as I can tell. That's pretty cool because the uh, thing is, you you already have a lift and the ability to just swap out bodies. I would actually, if you go a little bit further, try to just make multiple bodies for that frame and just nah, it's not worth it. Not worth it's, it. It's a ton of work to swap a body. All the wiring has to be done up. Oh yeah, that's, and like that's you know, true. You can't just like snap it on and just drive off. Yeah, that's you true. can't. You can't have a hot swap body. <laughs> yeah, and you can always get get another frame. I mean, Crown Vicks aren't expensive. It's easy to find a wrecked one. That's not. That's nowhere near as badly wrecked as mine, for example. Rolling cage. Know what I got? Five K. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but, I'm, I'm I'm just excited on the prospect of being able to you know kind of bring the car back in some way. No, that's uh, that's really cool to bring back the the old Vic that. Uh, uh, due to your unfortunate accident and kind of keep it alive in some way or to some capacity. That's a, uh, that's yeah. really amazing. Honestly. And transmit I mean, different same except for yeah. the body. See now that, the, I mean, it'll- Oh, we're losing you. 
Yeah, narrow. Yeah, kind of off a, a little bit there. Sorry. What I was saying is, it's going to be the same diff, engine, transmission, suspension, frame, and it's just going to have a different and body. Organ. So, with it, it, you've you've seen handle. I know that the, as well, Liam and Tess. That thing's going to be a crazy truck. Larry's I think it'll be kind fun. Of sleeper. Yeah. Officer, anyway, that's... no, she's still alive. See, I took her organs and in- implanted them into someone else. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's the deal there. Probably going to use like the same dashboard and shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with that Vic, you definitely should salvage that or do what you need because you did put a lot of work into it. So that's a, a really cool idea to, to bring back the frame or use whatever you can just... Keep it alive. Like, keep his life as long as you can. Yeah, well, I mean, I undid all the work and redid it on the town car. Like, all the suspension mm-hmm. mods and stuff. But, you know, it's just the idea of uh, keeping it around because, you know, sentimental value and shit. I'm, re- I'm a kind of dumbass. <laughs> well, I didn't have that much sentimental value for my first few cars. I don't yeah. think... Uh... Your it's first like girl was that, the, that E92, right? Yeah, but those things suck, in my opinion. I would just like to just briefly um, bring back to um, how Renault is uh, the savior of the motorsports world. Um, oh, yeah. The Renault sure. Megane, uh, Megane RS Trophy R is faster around the Nürburgring. rank. This is going to be embarrassing um, to a lot. This, this is horrifying. Um, it's faster than... Of course, the Chevrolet Corvette C6. What are what are we even joking about? Um, but it's also faster than the Pagani Zonda, apparently. Um, a ton of the Lamborghini Murcielago LP640. Um, of course, a bunch of Mercedes because, haha, lol, get wrecked. Uh, the Chevrolet Camaro ZL1. Of course, it destroyed. Um, it destroyed the Honda Civic Type R because of fucking course. Um, yeah, the Bugatti EB110. Like it's just it's just a whole bunch of really expensive cars all getting beat the fuck out by a French hot hatch. It's front wheel drive. Here's it's the thing. I, I don't I mean that's great and all, but the, the problem is I don't really care because how many of those cars are actually coming here to America? Oh, that would be zero? Yeah, yeah exactly. Zero. Jack them. shit. There's uh, none of the, I mean, that's amazing. I love to have those cars that beat the fucking Camaro and stuff here in America. Unfortunately, the French don't, don't uh, export their cars outside of Europe. So that's kind of that's somewhat irrelevant to us. But it's nice. I love to we would love to have that kind of technology over here. It's just that it's just too far reaching. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think we're gonna. Oh, never mind. I just um. Uh, oh God. Um, you okay. I just oh, horrible. Um, Did you drop in your mouth? They, they were originally going to. So Renault and I. I haven't been following this at all because who? I don't think anyone's been keeping up on car news because it's all just depressing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to, to see if they were um. If if Renault and Mitsubishi were actually going to be making the Evo, there was that was discussion. They were thinking about, hey, we're going to put the the engine from the you know the Renault Megane RS, the that insane front wheel drive hatchback. We're going to think about sticking that in the Evo. Um, that's not happening, of course. Uh-huh. 
Instead, wait, what the fuck? So it's not going to be an Evo. If Renault is going to be doing it, it's the 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 Evo is dead, right? They're going to sell the Mitsubishi Lancer. It's going to be in China, like exclusively, and it's not going to be an Evo. But apparently, they're currently working on taking one of their saloon cars, the Tita. Fucking don't know what the fuck that is. they're going to make it four-wheel drive, and they are planning to cram that fucking monster of an engine into it. Holy shit. That might be pretty They're cool. No Evo, but it's going to be an Evo. Kind of Evo. Frank and Evo. Frank and Vic. The French-Japanese Frankenstein. French, I mean, I'd be down. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, currently the only fucking thing that I have any hope for is that stupid fucking Toyota that I hope is going to come out and not be a dumpster fire like the Ford Focus RS. Buy Crown Vic, bro. It's buy Crown Vic, bro. Yeah, just buy my fucking manual conversion for me. <laughs> no. 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 Pussy. Buy a buy a third gen Eclipse, dude. Do it yourself, pussy. No. Buy SN95. I just tempted, but at get the same time, bro. if I'm going to get anything up here, it's like, okay, I have my ethereal streetcar that doesn't fucking exist, and I have my SUV. If I'm going to get anything, it's going to be something to go on the um, never-ending amount of back roads and trails up here in Minnesota. Get like an off-roader, yeah. And. I just I don't want a fucking UTV. I don't want a CVT uh, flip machine. Yeah, they're not really very fun to drive, honestly. No, they're not. Have you driven I'm one? Honest, I've been looking at um, yeah, I've driven like a CVT. old uh, VW buggies, like the rails and stuff. You've driven a UTV, Tez? Oh, I thought you said CTV or CVT. Okay. Oh, no, I'm yeah, saying that like, all UTVs have CVTs. There is literally only one UTV on the market that has a manual transmission. It's that Yamaha, and I think they canceled the manual transmission for it for the, these recent years. And also, it's like $23,000. Yeah. They're, they're really, like, they're kind of fun, but it's more fun to just have, like, an actual short wheelbase off-roading kind of rock-crawling Oh wait! Before before we go here, here here is um, peak performance off roading. I found this um, a couple days ago, and it's it's mocking me because I want it. Um, what is that we have oh here? <laughs> That's amazing shit. That is that is, is that going to the is, water. That is peak performance. Yes, it's amphibious. How is that ninety five? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, it's amphibious. Okay. amphibious. It's so cool. What the f- dude? It's going over like a gigantic jump in that Look picture. That. Yep, that's yes, so that's cool. Like, so here's the thing: these are these like six by six um, amphibious little things. They're everywhere, right? Most of the time, actually, no. It's like all the time. They don't have suspension. They don't come with suspension. So if you go over a a bump, all all that force is being directly transferred to those super expensive bearings that are inside the you know inside of it. So uh. If you if you want to do anything rough with them, well, great. You're going to be replacing those fucking bearings all the time. Turns out there's a whole community of people who slap on custom-made suspension rigs onto them. And 
I only recently found out about it. There's no kit for it. There's not even any guides for it. It's like, yo, you need to know enough about engineering to make your own, you know, swing arm set up and then, you know, machine it so that it fits, you know, the fucking axles from, I think these are from a Porsche. I think it's always from a fucking Porsche. Um, but it's just, that looks great. Like, oh, that's so cool. You can go in the water and you can get up to speed with it. But uh, no, I, I, complete custom fab like no thanks these things are sick though i would love to have something that's amphibious but like again they're all maintenance queens like they're all not designed to go fast it's like they're designed to get you out into the middle of a swamp so you can set up some fur traps and you can get yourself an otter (laughs) ah i get a pet otter hell yeah no it's going to die yeah oh they're called squeeze traps Oh, that sounds fucking bad. I don't want to kill I have an like otter. Five of them down in the basement. Bro, sounds amazing. A monster. I am going to catch me uh, a nutria. They have those up there in There is literally, if you if you throw a pin or throw a dart at the United States, and there's water nearby, there's probably nutria there. Because I thought nutria were only a southern thing in waters. I didn't know they were up north. Where are nutria? Anyway. <laughs> they're like imagine uh, a rat beaver oh. yeah it's basically a water rat is the best yeah, way we to have them up here there's if you look at like a, a map of the united states if there's a major watery area they're there and the worst part they're invasive species too so like if you see a nutria it's actually good like to kill them because they like chew up vegetation and and they look kind of like, like a smaller capybara yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, capybara, beaver, like, nutria, they're, they're all very closely related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look very similar, too. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Thank you for all turning in, tuning in to the California Toge podcast, talking about, uh, listening to us ramble about random bullshit. If you like that, Stupid, yeah, the most retarded shit you can ever possibly think of about relating to cars or possibly even pertaining to cars. But if you like us, no, subscribe, share, do whatever the most people do shit, we, whatever. But because we are very unmarketable, so we can't actually market ourselves. We have to have you guys market us. So have fun. Thank you for joining us. We'll t- uh, join us for our next time, whenever that may be. Yep, yeah, bye.